Hello and welcome to the Creator Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract dream clients, grow your business and build confidence. Now, got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like maybe you're not good enough to be doing the work that you do in your business? You know, you've done some courses, maybe you've done a degree, you've got some experience, but maybe you felt like you're not actually worthy of doing this work. Maybe you should even just go and get another job. Like, you know, people see your work and they probably think you're a bit of a fraud, right? Of course, this is imposter syndrome. It is not a good feeling, but it's also a big part of the journey for any coach or creative business owners. How do we work with and deal with imposter syndrome? And this is exactly what we're going to talk about in today's conversation with Dr. Dan Hodgins. Dan is an osteopath. He has a thriving practice here in Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia, but his journey hasn't been without challenges. Early on, like a lot of business owners, Dan faced some massive imposter syndrome and it almost crippled his path. He was questioning what he was doing. He was thinking about getting another job. It got pretty heavy. And Dan shares with us today how he got through this period of his journey through three specific steps. Number one was he learned how to see proof of his work by listening to some of his clients and talking to some of the people that he served. Number two, Dan learned how to lean into the communities around him. Very, very powerful. And then finally, number three, Dan clarified his service. So he got really clear on exactly what he did and for who and narrowed his service down, which helped him to build even more confidence. So if you've ever felt imposter syndrome before, and let's be honest, you know, we've all felt this at some point, it's part of the journey, you'll know that this is a legit feeling. It can really, really slow you down. Uh, it can pull you away from the work that's important, leads you to all kinds of distractions and second guessing what you're doing. And so we need to learn how to work with it. Listen to this episode, this conversation with Dan, learn how you can not avoid it, you're still gonna feel it, but learn how you can move past it, learn how you can deal with it by one, seeking out proof of your work, two, leaning into community, and three, getting even clearer on your service. Let's jump into the episode. You're here with John Marsh, and this is the Creator Club Podcast. jumping into an episode of the podcast and it's really cool to have you here uh and i appreciate you making the time hey mate thanks for inviting me on so uh we're you know you you've got a uh, really cool osteo practice i want to talk a lot about that um what i would love to do maybe to kick it off is can you go take us uh, back a little bit to just a snapshot of your journey how you ended up doing what you're doing here in Newcastle now and, and maybe just a little bit about the work that you do over at Elements. Sure. Uh, Elements, actually my one year anniversary is coming up next week, which I'm pretty excited about. 
And prior to that, you say the journey down to Newcastle, that began a year prior. So I've just actually had my two-year anniversary here in Newcastle. And my journey down to Newcastle was with a hope of, with a, a hope and desire and an intention of starting a business uh, with a colleague of mine. And just after about a year, we realized that our ideas were a little bit different and we decided to split. And an idea that I'd had for Elements in the past kind of came to the forefront. And I, scary as it was, put it out there, had a lot of help from my partner in kind of bringing this together and then turning this dream into what I'm doing today. And uh, mate, I, some people say they wish they'd done it sooner, but I think the timing was just right. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about, as some people will know what osteopathy is and the kind of work you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just give us a, you know, a broad brush um, picture for other people who may not be familiar with it, the type of work and the type of setting and who you sort of serve. Sure. Uh, so osteopathy is, it's a manual based therapy. So a hands-on based therapy where we're working with individuals with acute and chronic in- injuries and issues uh, they come in all shapes and sizes but generally within my practice it's quite a calming environment i want people to be quite relaxed when they're in there because a lot of the work we do tend to do involves uh, kind of a reduction of the central nervous system's uh, excitability or mm. enhanced sensation that the patient might be experiencing through different types of pain and with what i do in my practice i tend to do a lot of small and subtle types of manipulation and movements throughout the body to try and bring it to ease Mm -hmm. and allow the body to actually down regulate that central nervous system's input that the patient may be experiencing at the time yeah yeah. yeah, I always love that about osteo. It kind of feels to me, it felt kind of like uh, less somebody doing something to you and more somebody kind of helping you to heal yourself a little bit. I don't know, I'm oversimplifying, but I always walked out feeling like, wow, I didn't, they didn't like smash me. I didn't get totally bent over the bed backwards or anything. I didn't get like beaten with a stick. But I feel great and I feel like I'm recovering and and kind of getting over whatever it was. That's it. And there are, I mean, you do get patients that come in with an anticipation that they're going to get, as you say, uh, beat and bent over. And with a different approach, a more subtle approach, they get this response from their body that they may not have experienced before, which can really surprise quite a lot of people. And uh, it's quite incredible when somebody comes in doubled over, and I get my hands on them. I do a few small techniques. They wonder what I'm doing. They ask me what I'm doing. I discuss it. I talk to them about how their breathing is integrated with the whole movement of their body and the movement of their central nervous system. And by the end of a session, they get up with an anticipation that the pain's going to be there and nothing's there. Mm. And they generally are pretty surprised. But you mentioned it, the body feels like it heals itself Mm -hmm. uh, and it's an inherent mechanism that's within all of our bodies that they have the ability to self-regulate and Mm self-manage sometimes our environment might not be productive for that sometimes uh, our mental space or things that might be impacting us psychologically can be having an effect Mm -hmm. and it's part of my job and part of my passion is helping people identify 
where those things are in their life yeah. that can be creating these uh, this disease or disease within the body, trying to address that and then allowing them, once they've walked out the door, to have a better understanding of one, their body, and then two, why they might be getting this disease in their body and just starting to change the way they think about it, the way they feel mm-hmm. about it and the way they approach it. Uh, I think that is... That's the pure gold yeah. that a lot of people take away. Yeah. Yeah. So take us back to, you know, you've got a, your business is not far from here, actually. And I've been in there. It's a great little spot. And, uh, you know, you got a, the business is kind of thriving. You, you set your own hours, which is really cool. You get the lifestyle that you kind of, you know, designing that something that you really want, which is amazing. And I know you get incredible amount of uh, referral based business and word of mouth. Can you take us back to, you know, I'm interested and I know a lot of people would be the early days of setting this thing up. And I know we've spoken before Mm -hmm. the podcast uh, around what that was like as a new practitioner, whether it was in elements or even just starting out in osteopathy, coming out of uni, you know, there's people listening who are personal trainers or who are um, different types of coaches in service-based businesses and there's that time where you step into like all right i'm putting my hat on and i'm gonna actually make a business here how did that feel you know was it scary talk to us about like you know cutting your teeth a little bit when you first started out yeah it's a really good question and we have talked about this in the past within the first year of practice it was there was a moment there was this moment and i remember it like it was yesterday, where I had a few patients come in in one day and I was just, I didn't feel able and capable of being able, of being able, of having the skills to deliver something that was going to help them. And it really cast a huge shadow of doubt within my mind and within my decision to, you know, I've just been into uni for five years I've come out with what I think is enough to only realize six months in, oh, geez, there's still so much I need to learn and starting to feel this. And we've talked about it before. This I felt like an imposter. I felt like I wasn't... Imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I didn't have the skills and knowledge to have people, let alone you know, coming to me and paying me to try and help them when I didn't feel like I was able to deliver the help they required. Mm. And... That, that stuck with me for a while. I actually was chatting with my partner about this recently and we met right around this time. So she got to hear all about this stuff when we were just friends. She heard all about these things. She'd never had a treatment from me. She didn't know me in any professional sense, but she just got to hear the end of that. Mm-hmm. And even she's made note that like I've, I'm a completely different person than I once was. But yeah, there was this time where I really did cast a big shadow of doubt that I had what it took and was able to continue doing what I was doing. What did that look like for you as a guy, you know, like you're at home, you go into work, that feeling, imposter syndrome feeling of like, am I really cut out for this? You come home, you lay in bed, like how is that feeling coming into your i guess the rest of your life Mm. like your your worldview and how you think about yourself and that sort of stuff stressed sleep suffered diet suffered 
you know, I started drinking alcohol on a more regular basis again and just dipping back into bad old habits to try and uh, yeah, numb this feeling, which none of that would work. Mm. And the only way, well, not I shouldn't say the only way, but one of the ways that I did kind of overcome this was through a bit, a bit more time and I, I met a few patients that really they resonated with me and they instilled enough confidence in me for me to be able to kind of stop this train from going one direction Mm -hmm. and turn it around and bring it back. And uh, there were three particular patients in general that surprisingly all had very similar things to say about me and about my treatment that I felt but hadn't heard it reflected back. What did they say? Do you remember like yeah yeah they um they actually made comments uh it was a, a, a color-based comment and some uh this may sound different to some people but it was an energy-based comment so it was a uh, feeling that they all received just from being around me during their treatment uh-huh. and a color that came to them which was also coming to me at the time uh these are things that i can't quantify with any other response but an experience that I felt and the other individual felt at that time. They they said the same thing. And there were three individuals that had no idea of each other's existence and they all said the same thing. And it really struck a chord in me, like I said, that helped me turn the ship around. You know, it stopped the fire from going out and it actually was kind of like throwing more kindling and then some bigger logs on the fire and gave me that, push and that boost to then progress forward of which I've now just been chucking bigger logs and bigger logs and bigger logs. Yeah. Mm. So you, you had the imposter syndrome, what the, you got some feedback, but not just any feedback, particular feedback that resonated Mm. uh, specific stuff that was enough for you to, to kind of believe them and, and start to believe in yourself. It, it really triggered. Yeah. Uh, it triggered the belief in myself. I felt like I was, I wasn't at the bottom, but I was definitely heading down and narrowing or funneling down towards mm. the bottom of what I thought, Oh geez, should I just go and get another job? I don't even know if I should be doing this. Yeah. And these things helped me to see that bottom, but realize that I had a lot more worth to bring to this. Yeah. And it just, like I said, it triggered a, a change in me and I just basically made a, a, a promise to myself, this is what I want to do. This, yeah. My intention within this profession and within this practice is true. It's in line with me and who I really am. And it just took a minute to resonate. And, uh, you know, we talk about this a lot which is trying on the narrative. So if you're, if you're say a, a coach or you're, you know, a personal trainer and you're wanting to start to serve people or even level up like your service, maybe it's scale the business a little bit and it looks kind of crazy and unfamiliar, you can try on the narrative of like, okay, I'm going to act as if this is going to work and I'm going to act as if like I'm a certified osteo and then what I'm going to do is a couple of actions and those actions might be some marketing or some sales or some word of mouth stuff and I'm going to look for proof 
from those actions to support my narrative. Mm -hmm. And so when I see the proof, which is, oh, somebody resonated with the marketing or somebody wants to work with me or whatever it is, that's going to help support my story, my new story that, okay, cool, you're, in, you're, you're on the right track and you're doing something well. And a lot of times it's for people, the willingness to try on that first narrative. Mm -hmm. Well, what if you are in the right place? What if, you know, what if this is the right direction? See how that feels and let's see if we can, you know, gather some proof to support that. Sounds like what happened for you is like you were, tr you were trying on that narrative and then you got the proof and you found some proof that resonated for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so is that something that you used actively now in your business or did it just build enough momentum for you that you don't feel imposter syndrome? You don't feel any of the stuff anymore? Uh, I don't. No, I don't allow any of those things to come into my life because I know that they have no value in my life mm -hmm. now. I did not realize that back then and it took me uh, I had to generate my own momentum to overcome that. But I look now at just within my practice and within even my personal life and my relationships that, uh, I mean, I stick true to what I know. I stay true to what I feel. I express that. So I try and communicate as best I can uh, with anything or anyone that I'm trying to communicate with. And gee, it's... It's just, I'm trying to, you know, try to integrate it into everything that I do. Yeah. And I wasn't, I feel like I was maybe looking for something, but I didn't know what it was. And then because I didn't know what it was, I didn't feel like I was in the right place. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it was just like, oh, I'm a phony. People are going to find me out yeah. until I realized from people saying, no, you're not a phony. Mm. You, you've, there's something there chase that keep going focus on that yeah. and i really focused on that and that has led me to just so many other discoveries within myself yeah yeah i think one thing that people maybe you know it's easy to pay lip service to it but everybody feels imposter syndrome at some point totally and i think it's a it's a really cool sign of hey you're doing something new for you um you know, how do we deal with it and how can you move beyond it? But mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's really cool. So let's talk a little bit about how you, uh, when you opened your current practice, mm -hmm. you, you, the previous uh, working relationship wasn't potentially where you wanted to head long-term or, you know, it wasn't going to be the perfect solution. So you went into your own setup. How did you, like, was it, did it feel like starting from scratch or how did you pick up momentum? Like, let's go into, you know, um, finding clients mm -hmm. and starting to build this into like the, the tangible side of a recurring business that mm -hmm. supports you and your lifestyle. What was, what was some of the things that you did? Mm. I just was chatting with a friend this morning about this and who's in a similar situation, just starting out with a new business and, and is asking me, how did you find people to come? basically and one thing that i did do i had already built a little bit of a network of people through the previous practice but then i had built some networks in smaller communities so friends in smaller communities that were they had seen me for practice they had believed in my practice and they were happy to promote my practice and then another thing, and I mentioned it this morning, was running a workshop to get involved in a community and give something to a community mm -hmm. 
that is tangible, which they can utilize, which they can then transfer to other people was, oh, gee, I think that was, uh, that was a big one. And as daunting as it seemed to do initially, once the day came and the workshop went through, it was actually quite easy. It was quite fun. uh, And many people from that workshop and subsequently from people that came to that workshop that have referred me on from there have come through my door. Uh, And and that was a specific, uh, it was, I remember that and you did like a, a real specific, was it like a it shoulder? Was a, yeah, shoulder health yeah. in your yoga practice. Yeah, so you went super narrow to a domain that you had quite a bit of confidence and you wanted to talk about. Yep. So you made it you made it kind of easy for yourself, even though it was daunting. You, you went directly to people you knew, a topic you knew, something that was fairly safe to mm. deliver yep. and built connections from that. Big time. Yeah. I, I think that solidified... Um, that solidified the image within a lot of minds that day um, that has just grown since then within a specific community. This is within my yoga community. And from that, other uh, people have sprouted other relationships yeah. external to that. Yeah. Um, I think it is really important to just, and as I mentioned this morning to this friend I was talking to, really get into your community wherever that may be whoever that may be and talk about what you do and what benefits you might be able to bring to someone's life a friend of theirs life or even a family member but just talking about what you do without trying to sell what you do but just talking about it and bringing that generating that awareness was critical yeah. And, you know, now I, sometimes I walk into the yoga studio and people are just like, oh, it's, it's Ostia Dan, it's Dr. Dan. Oh, how you going? How you going? Yeah. And my, my partner even gets a little annoyed sometimes when people are like, oh, where's Dan? Why isn't Dan here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's generated uh, a lot of people just communicating within the environment of the community. And people talk. It's what yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah. There's two things that come to mind. One's a quote from the late Zig Ziglar, who was an old school sales and motivation guy, like, uh, you know, back in 1980s, that kind of thing. And he used to say, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he used to talk about um, on the road uh, sales uh, people back then who would, you know, show up, Zig would show up at a town for like two weeks Mm -hmm. and he would just hang around and start to talk to people and build relationships. All the other people would uh, arrive at the town, knock on the doors, try to sell, didn't sell, leave to the next town. He would wait and and eventually, you know, the, you know, someone at the church would buy and then someone else would buy and then they would talk to each other and then all of a sudden he was in Mm -hmm. and the whole thing changed and he was like one of the best sales guys in the whole country. So that came to mind. The other thing is, you know, in business, a lot of times this concept of when you walk into a room, can you bring value to the room? Mm-hmm. And the value used to be, you know, it might have been physical labor in some situations or it might have been, can you, you know, clean the room, whatever. Nowadays, whether the room is an online group or a Facebook group or a yoga community, if you can walk in and uh bring the emotional labor 
make people feel seen, uh, talk to people, basically show up yep. in the communities, you're going to be good at business. Because when you think about your content or anything else, it's the same deal. Did you find that that's kind of what was happening? It's like you were leaving this trail or footprint of like, of service, of good energy, basically of connection. Hmm. Uh, and that was like tangible for your business. I think for, for many people, yeah, that was something that, that resonated and stuck with them. It was, as you say, like uh, showing up, bringing good energy. Uh, I like to bring good energy uh, nowadays more than ever. You know, we need to be bringing the good energy into everything and bringing the love into everything because it's the thing that connects us. It's the things that it's the thing that will bind us together mm-hmm. and keep us strong. And that's that's power. Yeah. If you can show someone that they're powerful and you can get them to realize that they're powerful within their own right, that they will become just that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and pa- and that's that's good for business too. Oh, well, I think it's it's good <laughs> yeah. for everything. Yeah. You know, business is included in yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I really love that. Um, so, I guess talk to us a little bit about you know we've covered I you know three three big things. One is the imposter syndrome, overcoming that, and then two is um, building momentum from a place of confidence. So mm-hmm. once you've got that confidence, it's like okay. What communities are you in that you can show up? And the thing I want to just kind of wrap up on and finish on is kind of this concept of clarity. And you and I have talked a little bit about this. And um, once you're in practice in a business for a while, you may find that certain parts of the practice are more attractive. You know, we didn't use the word cranial sacral earlier, but you were talking about a gentle approach with your practice. and I know there's a lot of different ways to practice in osteopathy. Are you finding that you're getting clearer or changing direction or maybe just speak on that a little bit now that you've got the confidence, you've got the connections, the clients are coming through, you're seeing what works, what doesn't work and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. What are you finding at this stage in your business journey? I definitely, and as you've said, we've talked about this recently, but I have noticed a shift in my own practice towards bringing you mentioned craniosacral so bringing in a much softer and gentle approach to my treatments with a broader patient range and uh, initially in osteopathy when i first come out the the skills and um, knowledge that i've brought with me is in lots of soft tissue work heavy manipulation Mm. there's a bit of uh uh, you know uh, Cracking, as people would say, or manipulation that has an audible noise, which I'm steering away from some of that heavier treatment into some of this lighter treatment. And funnily enough, actually, I had a patient yesterday um, who shall remain unnamed that I've been using this approach with. And we had a bit of a breakthrough session yesterday mm-hmm. and she sent me a lovely text message this morning mm. to say that, you know, for the first time in two weeks, she woke up without experiencing the discomfort that she had been for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. I wish I could advertise those things. I cannot, yeah, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But it was, once again, it was another clarifying moment for me to go, you are doing the right work. Yeah. You are on the right track and to lean into this style of practice yeah. because it's actually delivering quite powerful results 
with your patient base yeah. and it's it's not leaving people feeling like they've been you know manhandled woman handled whatever they haven't been roughed up mm-hmm. in a treatment but they've had a really gentle treatment and they've come out feeling much better than they had anticipated which has a huge impact on how they psychologically feel about it you know so that mental ability uh, mental understanding about it the physical understanding about it and even the emotional understanding is mm. uh Mm. It's kind of altered in that state. Yeah, and so you're now getting the proof yep. as before with gen, like with your general practice. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing the proof that you're looking for in order to go, I guess, maybe narrower or more specialized in the areas of interest. But yeah. people are saying, hey, yeah, this really worked for me. And so it's kind of repeating that cycle of confidence, right? Yeah, very much so. It's just... It's bringing it back that I'm on the right track, that I'm doing the right things, yeah. that people are benefiting from this so that the thing I've brought to give them a benefit is showing up yeah. and showing up more often, which is just that positive feedback loop, which wants, yeah, which wants, which allows me to keep moving forward with that, with confidence, mm-hmm. with clarity and an understanding that I know that I'm doing the right work for me yeah. and for my patients. Yeah. 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 I love that. Very much using what you see in front of you as the kind of feedback to help direct your business. Totally. So just to wrap this, I'm going to just wrap it back because I've got three big points here that I've kind of noted. And I just want to make sure that everyone listening, because, you know, you might be listening to this as a, uh, you know, I was talking to a, um, a graphic designer and brand identity uh, guy yesterday who does video and photography and when you look at it in a very similar situation to early on in your journey looking for that proof looking for the positive feedback to build the confidence mm-hmm. so you might be listening and not and, and be in the uh, coaching and or health and wellness or in the creative business but the thing the big things that we really covered that and you know really have seemingly helped Dan to build a lifestyle he loves, great income, continual referral business. And now, I mean, you can scale if you want to, mm-hmm. uh, was that is it, we're gonna, you're going to hit imposter syndrome. You're going to hit some sort of resistance. Totally. The question is, what do you do with that? Can you find the proof? Can you, can you, and even if somebody doesn't tell you the results that you were looking for, maybe there's other ways to find it. Yep. A mentor, uh, you know, something in your own you know something you can look at yourself you know look at other people's work or peers it's um, like community community uh, yeah, there yeah. You go. So yeah searching into the community yeah because sometimes hey, how you, does this look to you do you think i like be honest right do you know yeah. give me feedback does this look like i've got some potential in this yeah so that was your first one that gave you the confidence then you rolled with that you basically could show up into the community you wanted to open your own place who do i know who can i get around what you know inverted commas what rooms can i bring some good energy and value into Mm -hmm. yoga offline online and you did the workshop Mm -hmm. and then once you're there you're it's blue sky it's like now you're looking to specialize but that came from the momentum and the confidence it would be hard to specialize on step one Mm. because you were looking for general confidence yep and I, I needed that general confidence to then build upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, without having that general confidence, 
the the base would have been sandy and it yeah. just wouldn't it's amazing you come out of a five-year university degree you think you would know what to do and then you get out in the real world and you're like oh i know what to do but these real world in uh real world scenarios can be very different than the scenarios that have been placed in front of you for that previous five years yeah and yeah it's it just changes the whole your whole focus can change and you put a lot more expectation on yourself in a very different light because you've got a different uh, element coming at you yeah. rather than when you're in your uh, studying realm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's pretty much it. If you're listening and you felt a bit of imposter syndrome, you've got your three steps lined up. We all feel it. Uh, the question is, what are you going to do with it? You know, do you want to keep pushing forward? If so, look for some proof. Find some people to help you with that if you need it. That's going to help you build confidence. Start showing up for the communities. Put other people in front of you. uh, And that will put you into a place of service, which will build even more confidence. Definitely. And then you can do whatever you want, basically. Get to specialize or scale or whatever it might be. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? Oh. I think I've said it all in there, but... We'll get you back on again as well. Totally. So where can people find you uh, locally, offline or online? Yep. So locally, I've got my practice located here in Hamilton, Newcastle. Anyone in pain, chronic, acute? Yeah. And if you've got things that are niggling, if you've got things that are new, uh, if you feel like you've looked down avenues that you've not been getting any response or relief or anything from... Uh, come in and let's see what we can do i do feel that a lot of people come through my door that have tried other avenues Mm. they haven't reached something that's really resonated with them and if i can find that within you and help you to bring that out fantastic if i can't then we'll continue looking for that right person that's going to work for you yeah uh online you can find me at elementsosteo.com uh instagram same elements osteo and uh, Dr. Dan Osteo on Instagram, you can find me. Uh, I post a little, I don't post a lot. Post a lot more stories about the ocean because, you know, we've got a beautiful coastline here in Newcastle. Yeah. And otherwise, yeah, jump on the website, try and find me or just stop me in the street. You see me, have yeah. a chat. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Well, I love your great work. Keep going. Uh, the community really appreciates everything you're doing awesome. and... Yeah, I think uh, your work is going to be even more and more powerful in the next, you know, few years at this point anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for everything that you do. Awesome. Thanks so much, John. Cool. Thanks, man. All right. How'd that feel? Yeah, great.